Here we go with episode 189 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. We say Happy New Year. Coke Industries is one of the most important companies in Wichita. And this week, reporter Daniel McCoy shares a recent discussion he had with Coke Industries chairman and CEO Charles Coke. Mr. Koch says his philosophy of personal empowerment can change Wichita, and from there, he says it can spread all across the country. Daniel will share details of his discussion and what it takes to get a one-on-one interview with one of the world's most influential business leaders, who's also one of the richest men in the world. That's also the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The headline, Believe in Wichita. I urge you to read Daniel's story about Charles Koch and his new thoughts more about personal development than business philosophy, it seems. It begins this week on page nine. Also this week, a special report section on education, stories on remote education, and an update on the Wichita economic forecast, page 13. This week's list, Wichita's largest hotels and motels, page six. We're here to help by providing business intelligence. We've got it every week in our leads section bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 20. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Okay, Daniel, you scored another one-on-one interview but the, with the chairman and CEO of the largest privately held company in the country, and of course, one of the most important companies to Wichita, Charles Koch. I want to get into the substance of the discussion here in a minute, but first, talk about how the interview came about. Yeah, so um, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it, it kind of came around uh, uh, covering Coke and, and uh, keeping up with, with everything they're doing. Um, uh, he's written a new book along uh, with the CEO of their Stand Together uh, kind of philanthropic network um, umbrella there, um, uh, Brian Hooks. Um, so he had recently finished a new book and he'd been talking about that and, and thought it was a good opportunity maybe to, to, to talk with Mr. Koch again and, and uh, get an opportunity to, to learn a little bit about kind of what was behind this book and, and how some of these philosophies are, are being implemented in the business itself. Um, so just working through their uh, public relations team, uh, they were amenable to the idea, especially um, taking a look uh, at how these ideas are and can be implemented in Wichita. That was kind of the specific pitch for the story. And so they were amenable to the idea. And then after that, it was uh, it was just kind of a matter of scheduling, being able to get on his calendar. As you can imagine, he's a pretty busy guy. So. Uh, uh, once we did that, we uh, uh, were able to to talk for uh, about a, a half an hour, and I think we had a, a, a really good discussion about uh, kind of how some of his thoughts and principles have evolved over the years and, and what he's trying to get across to folks in Wichita and beyond with this new book. Well, as journalists, we prefer an interview where no topics are off limits, but sometimes these interviews are negotiated. Uh, we would rather have an interview with Charles Koch with some some conditions than not be able to talk to him at all. 
as a journalist and the editor of the Business Journal, I'm okay with that, within reason, of course. Talk about your discussions with them this time around. This one was uh, fairly focused, as I said, on that idea of how these ideas, um, I, I had the idea of, you know, uh, Coke is, is now the largest privately held company in America. So, um, you know, it's hard to argue with the success, of course. Um, how are these ideas being used in Coke um, and how can others in the business and broader community uh, be using those uh, for kind of, you know, hopefully similar success. So um, it was a it was a more narrow uh, pitch this time than than we've done necessarily in the past. Uh, we've had uh, discussions with him uh, before. Um, but as always, once you get him uh, talking about a topic he's passionate about, he'll he'll uh, uh, just say what's on his mind, which is always appreciated. So this one, we went in with kind of a, a focused theme. So there was less wrangling than, than past interviews. But again, I think we, we, we still ended up with a pretty wide ranging and, and interesting discussion nonetheless. Charles Cook has written several books focusing mostly on business philosophy. Tell me if I'm wrong, this one seems to be more focused on personal development, or at least it has more of a focus on personal development? Yeah, so this one is called uh, Believe in People, uh, Bottom-Up Solutions in a Top-Down World. Uh, and as I said, he wrote it along with uh, Brian Hooks from Stand Together. So he was explaining to me um, that he started working on this book uh, pretty much immediately after uh, he wrote uh, his last one, Good Profit. Um, and he was saying that, you know, a lot of, of what he's drawing on from, you know, economic and societal, um, you know, historical examples and philosophies and things that interest him and that, that he's studied. Um, he was putting all this together and then kind of realized it didn't have uh, necessarily a immediate connective uh, tissue to people right now. And that's kind of how Brian, he said, got involved with it because they wanted stories from within their philanthropic network of how some of these things are changing uh, people and businesses and communities and things like that. And so um, I believe his exact words were, Brian, you got to bail me out here, <laughs> is what he told me uh, was the, the pitch to Brian. So, um, but uh, in talking with him, you know, he, he talks about these being ideas that have kind of fostered and, and evolved and, and worked in him for, for decades, um, going back to his, his 20s when he kind of realized what he feels like his gift is um, and, and began to see that to him, the power uh, of kind of his, his, you know, interest in engineering and abstract concepts and things like that would be most beneficial if he could help other people with it. And so that started what, what he says is a lifelong uh, journey of kind of learning how to do that and, and try and find ways to, to, you know, turn people loose on their own passions as well. So that was kind of the impetus for this book. And yes, it, it is kind of, as the title uh, would indicate, believe in people, it's, it's kind of starting at that individual level and hoping to see uh, growth and change um, that's, you know, still within kind of their core philosophies that, that we're all uh, fairly familiar with, um, but kind of seeing it start at that, at that individual level like that. His goal was to help in individuals and and by extension, helping communities um, 
were there other objectives that he had in, in writing the book, other reasons he wanted to do this? Um, probably the biggest is it, it's just what he's most passionate about. He told me several times during the interview that it, that it's what keeps him going, trying to, to think of ways to, to help make people better and, and make it, how he believes society could better from some of these ideas and, and getting some of these ideas across. You know, he said, uh, you know, a lot of people ask him at, at his age, you know, why don't you just go retire and sit on a beach somewhere? And, you know, that, that just doesn't seem to interest him. Uh, what what he says keeps him going is is this kind of work that that he's doing. So uh, 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 I think that was probably a, a big motivator for him was just how uh, interested he is in doing it and and wanting to get these ideas across and in maybe a different way than he has in the past. In the past, we have gone to his office if we were going to have a sit down conversation with him. What happened this time? This time we did a conference call. Uh, we did a uh, call with with uh, him and and Brian Hooks at the same time, and some of that uh, just easier scheduling and and of course there are kind of restrictions right now. Um, so uh, just made it easier on everyone's uh, uh, time and and schedule to to do it that way. So we did a conference call, and then uh, some of their PR folks set in on that as well. But uh, again, it was uh, uh, having transcribed the whole thing. It was it was a, a busy call. <laughs> right. Um, obviously the, the call was recorded, uh, but they, and it would have been nice to have his voice on this podcast, but there was a special request that we not use the audio, right? Yeah. They, they asked that we not use the audio and just, uh, uh, but we'll have a, a transcription of the, the meat of the conversation to go along with the story. And that will be in the business journal on Friday as well. You and I have both had a chance to sit down and have a discussion with him. He's a pretty pleasant guy to talk to in those situations. How'd you find him this time around? Uh, very much the same. And uh, what kind of always strikes me is, is uh, energy, his energy um, at, at 85. Uh, as I said, you know, it, this is something he's obviously passionate about. So, uh, it, you know, he, he enjoys discussing these ideas. Um, and so I found him much the same as, as in previous interviews, uh, energetic and, and happy to talk and, and uh, uh, willing to, to answer what, you know, what we asked and, and very amenable and, and uh, pleasant, funny, and, and uh, all the things that you don't typically see maybe necessarily in headlines, but has, has come through uh, every time I've had a chance to chat with him. Was there some chat before and after the tape recorder was on? And if so, what did you talk about? Not nothing. Uh, you know, we really maximized the time uh, to to the focus that we were have uh, that we had on on this idea. So um, nothing really other than than pleasantries and just uh, uh, you know uh, kind of uh, hellos and then. Uh, opportunity to add anything for him at the end. And he kind of uh, talked a little bit about, you know, how, how he hopes these, I kind of furthered some of his ideas of how he hopes these ideas take root and spread. So uh, I didn't get any insider, insider tips or, uh, you know, any next acquisitions or anything like that to be right. on the lookout for, unfortunately, but maybe next time. Well, I'm disappointed in that, but uh, keep working <laughs> your source and, yeah. and see if we get anything here in the future. Uh, we, we should uh, note that uh, the interview you did 
was a little while ago, even though it's coming out today in today's January 8th weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, yeah, uh, was... well before the, uh, the craziness of January yes. 6th and everything that went on in Washington, D.C. So that's yeah. a, a really good reason why we didn't ask him. It was way before uh, yeah. all that happened. So uh, any surprises? Was there anything that surprised you when you heard him talk about this subject? Um, I guess it, not necessarily a surprise, but um, uh, just the, the level of his conviction uh, to these ideas that it's not just about uh, making, you know, making a successful business, um, but how that can intertwine with, with making people and communities better as well. He, he's really sold on the belief that, uh, uh, you know, you get people in the right role, you turn them loose on their interest and their passions, and they're going to be creative and innovative, not just in your business, but uh, elsewhere in their life as well. He talked about having uh, many conversations with past employees and, and things like that, that have told them, you know, that they've utilized this, you know, in, in their, their own nonprofit uh, associations, uh, some of them with their religious affiliations, things like that. Um, so just the, the level of conviction that, you know, you can make money by, by doing these and that that's not a bad thing because it reinforces what, you know, he calls mutual cycles of benefit. Um, you know, it makes you a better partner for your customers and all, all the things that come along with that, you know, uh, uh, from a revenue standpoint, but, but that it also can trickle out. And that's uh, kind of a, a big goal, I believe, with this book. And, and again, why I think Brian was brought in to help provide some of those examples. You know, we talk about, for example, uh, the Phoenix gym here in Wichita that they had a hand in helping bring, you know, it's a, it's a sober living gym, uh, uh, open people as long as they have 48 hours of sobriety. And, uh, you know, it's, it, you wouldn't think of that as, you know, that's, that's not going to be a big revenue driver for a company. Um, but it's, it's giving people a chance to kind of better themselves and, and overcome problems in their lives. And, and um, I, I think the underlying belief is that, you know, they, they do that and then they become, you know, better people in their community, better employees. Um, and it all kind of as the tie the, the subtitle of the book, bottom up solutions suggest it, 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 it rises, it rises up from there. So just the level of his, his conviction and, and kind of how intent he is on getting this message out there was, was interesting to hear. You and I have covered him for a long time. Do you have any feeling or have you heard anything about how much longer he wants to stay in the leadership of the company and what the succession might be? Well, I have no inside information on this, but uh, my gut is that they'll they'll have to they'll have to drag him away. I mean, right. I think I think he still very much enjoys what he's doing and and kind of uh, you know where he feels like his fit at the the helm of the company is and and what's happening around him. Um, you know, he talked about some of the the acquisitions they've made just in terms of the how much they've 
invested in new technology and, and things like that. So he's always excited by new processes and, and new technology and things like that. So uh, didn't hear any change in that regard uh, for sure. So uh, I think he's, he's still motivated to, to do what he's doing every day. So um, uh, it won't be any time soon if he has his way. I, I, I think I'm safe in saying that. I agree completely. I think he's going to be there for a while. And uh, who knows, maybe Chase will take over, you know, maybe somebody else. But uh, I, I think he has a lot of energy and he's still going strong. Uh, what else is new at Coke headquarters? Anything new there? Uh, just kind of the continued pace of, of growth and, and uh, acquisition again in the, the technology sector, especially you mentioned Chase and, and his uh, division there, Coke Disruptive Technologies. Um, they stayed busy again, uh, even through the, the pandemic, identifying companies to invest in. And, and uh, uh, again, it's, it's part of that philosophy of, of mutual benefit at the company. They, they invest in businesses typically that they see will help other existing Coke businesses, but also help consumers outside of that. So they're, they're, you know, they're in everything now from, from uh, metal 3D printing to uh, medical imaging equipment and and all sorts of different sectors so um it's it's a uh, uh just kind of that continued pace of looking for for new things and and new ways of doing doing business uh in in 2021 so uh i think we'll continue to see that happen for sure nice job once again on securing another exclusive one-on-one -on -one with a uh, pretty important guy not only in the country but certainly in Wichita, that's for sure. Uh, Charles Koch, well Thank done, you. nice job. And uh, once again, you can read Daniel's story in the January 8th edition of the Wichita Business Journal. It's the weekly edition and you'll be able to see it online at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thanks, Daniel, nice job. Thank you, Bill. We hope you're doing well. Wear a mask, keep your distance, avoid crowds, wash your hands, sacrifice now and we can avoid more shutdowns that's it for biz talk with bill roy this week episode 189 check out all our podcast episodes at our biz talk with bill roy hub it's at wichitabusinessjournal.com thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing biz talk with bill roy is a production of the wichita business journal thanks to producer Brittany showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor equity bank you know, creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.